The 2018 session of the Georgia General Assembly began Monday, January 8th in Atlanta. Each year, state representatives and senators from across Georgia meet under the Gold Dome to amend the state's current budget and create a new spending plan for the next fiscal year. In addition to these constitutionally mandated responsibilities, legislators also tackle the challenges facing Georgia today and tomorrow. Since 2017, Milledgeville Republican Rick Williams has represented Baldwin in portions of Putnam counties in the State House of Representatives. We caught up with Representative Williams Friday afternoon after he returned from pre-session committee meetings in Atlanta. He told us about several pieces of legislation he'll be working on during the session, and we discuss efforts to advance economic development throughout rural Georgia. Representative Rick Williams, thank you very much for joining me again on Milledgeville Matters. Thank you. Always great to be with you, Daniel. I want to start off by asking a somewhat a question in jest, but of course, um, uh, 2018 is an election year. Per the state constitution, the legislature uh, must only pass the state budget. Uh, do you see much progress being made on the issues that face the state during this 40-day legislative session? I do, Daniel. Besides passing a balanced budget, we hope to get a bill out of the Senate that was passed unanimously in the House this past session, and that was an adoption bill that shortens the amount of time that it takes to go through a legal adoption in the state of Georgia from about three years to about nine months. This bill was passed unanimously in the House. It got hung up in the Senate even on the last day. And speaking with uh, Speaker Ralston earlier today, that is uh, one of the big goals of the Georgia House of Representatives. So that's one of the main things that we do want to see take place. And why is that issue a priority? It's long overdue. That bill was worked on for a number of years to fine-tune it, to get it to all the legal wording and verbiage in the bill that would make it a very palatable bill to everyone and anyone. And the reason it's so important, there's a fine line of the age of a child that people consider them adoptable. Once that child has passed that age, then it's extremely hard to find people to do an adoption. We see people all the time leaving Georgia, going to Florida, going to Alabama, South Carolina, and doing adoptions. But we see children that are caught up in this time period, and it drags on for about three years. So all of a sudden, this child goes from nine years old to almost 13 years old, and a lot of children are not being adopted because of the age factor, and people prefer, I think, to, uh, when they can adopt, to adopt them at a younger age. And there's a number of other things, and one bill that I've introduced is House Bill 655, and this is a bill that requires the County Board of Education's and the charter schools throughout Georgia to post at 
a child's eye-level posters in Spanish and English that it is okay to tell. It is not okay to be bullied, to be sexually harassed, to be abused in any way. And if it doesn't feel right, tell someone it's okay to call 911 or an 800 number that is manned 24-7. This does not cost anyone anything, so this is something very important. I've reached out to a number of agencies. They've looked over the bill and other representatives and senators that have read the bill have uh, promised support, and this is another way that we can reach out to children and stop the bullying, stop the abuse, and to try to save some lives and make a difference in some children's lives. And are you getting behind this effort in any relationship to a larger conversation about uh, forms of abuse, uh, forms of harassment uh, that um, we have seen really come to the fore uh, during the last several months? I've not seen anything here in the state of Georgia, and I've not heard of anything comparing to that. I understand one representative is possibly going to introduce some legislation that might deal with that, but I have not seen that as of yet. And of course, as concerns about sexual harassment in in the workplace have very much come to the forefront, again, of the social conscience um, as of late, um, there is, I understand, some pressure uh, to mandate uh, training about sexual harassment within the Gold Dome. Uh, do you support efforts uh, such as that? Well, I would certainly have to see the wording of that um, bill, if it's going to be legislation or if it's going to be some resolution, and to, to study that and to see what is entailed in that. I have seen nothing but uh, admirable people and admirable behavior in my time at the Capitol. So I've not witnessed anything out of the way or anything other than professional conduct between the staffers, the legislators, and uh, everyone at the Capitol. So I would like to see the basis and the research and and what facts and figures and the reasoning for requiring that. Do you feel that there is some form of heightened responsibility for you and your peers at the Capitol and really throughout elected <laughs> representation um, on all levels to set an example in this time where we are seeing the wide breadth of the challenges facing people on the terms of equality, harassment, equal opportunity to achieve what we hold dear as part of the uh, American way? Well, certainly I do. How I conduct myself and how I carry out my day-to-day duties and how I interact with people. But I think as Christians and as adults, we all have responsibilities to follow. And I think we all have 
things that we need to do, and I don't think that uh, we need government overseeing everything, and uh, there's always been things done wrong. There's always been sins committed, and it's hard to legislate morality. And I think it's, you know, the people that commit acts, I think they are being weeded out, the people that have done things wrong. And uh, I think, you know, pretty much the voters and everyone takes care of that. So I don't know that um, just because... uh, uh, a, a child in the 12th grade has an automobile accident. You don't make every student in the 12th grade go through driver's education again because there are some good drivers in the high school or in that class. So you don't penalize everyone and you don't throw out the baby with the dishwater. You're listening to an interview with State Representative Rick Williams. He represents Baldwin in portions of Putnam counties in the lower chamber of the Georgia legislature. We talked with Representative Williams on Friday, January 5th, just before the opening of the 2018 session of the Georgia General Assembly. We'll continue the interview after a short break. Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. If you're just joining us, we're talking with State Representative Rick Williams about the 2018 session of the Georgia General Assembly. Let's return now to this conversation recorded on Friday, January 5th. What are some of the other uh, priorities that you may be hearing from your peers in the Capitol? Well, it's, it's very early yet. I have just spent several days in Atlanta meeting with other representatives and sitting in on a couple of committee meetings. One was uh, Department of Public Safety and Homeland Security and also the uh, Board of Education. The uh, And this is uh, has to do with the county uh, boards of education. One of those was a resolution that was introduced yesterday by Representative Bubba Epps that would allow counties and the Board of Education to call for T-SPLOST to put a one-cent sales tax uh, in, and of course the voters would be able to vote on this. But hopefully this would give property owners relief from school tax that is being placed on property owners by the sales tax sharing some of the burden of the cost of education in our community and in our county. So that's something that probably will be coming up this session. Of course, the main thing is to help attract jobs and attention to middle Georgia. Uh, Of course, mental health is a big issue. I've 
met with and spoken to Commissioner Henry Craig regarding this issue and to the Association of County Commissioners of Georgia. And I know they're submitting plans and they're having meetings uh, to come up with a plan of action. We've got to do this and reach out and help treat the mentally ill to help our sheriffs and our other law enforcement agencies that are having to deal with the mentally ill and the space that these people take in our jails and the cost of medication and the cost of housing and the doctor's bills. The state has got to do better in helping our communities and our counties with the mentally ill. And uh, I'll be working on that and cooperating with our county commissioners and trying to find ways that we can make something happen and make something better here in each individual county. And you just laid out as, as one priority, of course, um, economic development and sharing some of the wealth of Georgia being one of the best states to do business in amongst all 159 counties. Now, uh, just recently, a House Rural Development Council actually came to Milledgeville and uh, signed some recommendations that they are wanting to bring to the House and to the Greater General Assembly for consideration. And I'm just curious, is it the job of the legislature to help subsidize portions of the state that may be lagging in economic development? Well, myself and several other legislators had a meeting yesterday afternoon concerning that. One of the legislators was from Warner Robins, where Warner Robins was determined to be urban, then the adjoining counties to him are rural, And his concern, if the legislature pays people to move to rural Georgia, then in essence, it would impact his county because his community, his people in his community or his county could just move across the county line. In some cases, not even a mile and be subsidized or rewarded. So, you know, a lot of those things and recommendations were made, and they're going to have to be looked at individually. And the impact that might be positive to another area could be negative to another area. So we're, even though some of the recommendations were ideas, and I attended the meeting of the Young Game Changers here in Baldwin County and listen to their recommendations and observe their, you know, uh, program of things that they felt needed to be done here in Baldwin County to even help us. And here again, it's an exchange of ideas. There were a lot of great ideas that came out of that meeting. So that Rural Development Council met all over the state of Georgia, from North Georgia and Dalton and up in the very northernmost part of Georgia down to the southernmost part of Georgia and all in between. And one of the main things is the broadband where some of the schools having to turn in their reports and they're required to do so by 
email and logging on to the State Board of Education's website, some of the principals in some of these rural counties actually have to get in their car, go down to a restaurant and sit at a table in the restaurant to log in to the State Board of Education because at their schools they don't have any type of uh, internet service or broadband connection. So there's a number of things happening. I spoke with Lita Burns today in a meeting about some broadband technology, another way to get that all over the state of Georgia. I know that there's, uh, I think AT&T is working with Georgia Power to see if there's a way they might can put broadband onto the electrical lines and working through the EMCs and through Georgia Power. So the Rural Development Council, through their meetings and discussions and what we're seeing and how we're seeing technology just advancing so rapidly that there are things being developed from those ideas and you're having engineers and scientists saying, okay, we can make that happen. And so they're working on these ideas. So, you know, the actual recommendation that might have been made by Rural Development Council might not pass. It may not pass the whole house. It may be changed. It may be assigned to a, another study committee. So we'll just have to wait and see how the legislature responds to some of those recommendations. You're listening to an interview with State Representative Rick Williams. He represents Baldwin in portions of Putnam counties in the lower chamber of the Georgia legislature. We talked with Representative Williams on Friday, January 5th, just before the opening of the 2018 session of the Georgia General Assembly. We'll continue the interview after a short break. Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. If you're just joining us, we're talking with State Representative Rick Williams about the 2018 session of the Georgia General Assembly. Let's return now to this conversation recorded on Friday, January 5th. And another area where the legislature may feel compelled to respond to another body uh, is in the realm of, of taxes. Of course, the federal government provided uh, some temporary tax relief for Georgians as well as almost all other taxpayers in the country. Can you tell me um, or do you have any ideas about how that might affect the way the Georgia General Assembly uh, will address issues of revenue collection in uh, budget making in 2018? Well, I'm not exactly sure how it will impact Georgia. 
how it will impact us on the revenue that we collect. Uh, there again, what was done was on the federal level. I did uh, hear a report today that with the Dow Jones closing above 25,000, that there's in the United States over 100 million people have 401ks and have the IRAs. And with that bump in the Dow Jones, that has positively affected everyone. So I think we're going to have to wait and see exactly what's going to happen. There are other areas that we're working on, working with the Georgia War Veterans Home and the Department of Veterans Services with Commissioner Roby, trying to get more facilities here in Milledgeville, trying to get more treatment facilities for the PTSD for our veterans. They are very important. We've got to make sure they're taken care of. So there's so many issues, and I could go on and on. It's just the tip of an iceberg. Every day is a new adventure and new bills coming out, new legislation being proposed, new ideas. One of them <clears throat> also that was brought to our attention is some of the county are taking surplus sheriff's department vehicles, and they're removing the county name, but they're leaving the word sheriff on the car. They're selling them with the radios the emergency lights and sirens. Maybe some of the smaller communities or counties could benefit from some of those vehicles and some of the surplus. But there again, do we want the general public, some of the people or element of society, we might not want driving a car that has blue lights and sirens and has the word sheriff on the side and a cage that someone could be put in the back of that automobile and and they would have no way out. So, you know, every time something happens, something else happens, and it's a chain effect. And there are more things to be looked at. But this was brought to our attention by a constituent yesterday. This has not happened here in Baldwin County or in Putnam County. I know we have two of the finest sheriffs in the state of Georgia, uh, but it has happened in some rural counties throughout Georgia. So, uh, you know, there's, there's issues that might affect one area of Georgia that has no effect on the other part, but then we have to draft legislation that covers the whole state of Georgia to make sure everything is level and everything is uniform throughout the state of Georgia. And... On another question, uh, it's a, definitely a digression um, from our, our last topic, uh, but um, there will be a referendum on a regional transportation uh, special purpose local option sales tax coming up in several months for voters here in Baldwin County. Uh, now, under the Gold Dome, I'm sure you will be talking a lot about Atlanta's transportation needs, but uh, what might your constituents in Baldwin and Putnam counties uh, do to put their transportation needs into context as they consider whether or not to put more of their money into our regional transportation system? Well, Daniel, I think there will be more discussions and more talk and a priority list of the transportation needs in our area and what can be done to resolve these issues. 
I know transportation, having to drive in and out of Atlanta, oh gosh, that's a challenge. But, you know, we don't have the issues they have up there. We do have other issues and other transportation needs that need to be addressed. We're hoping they will get the fall line freeway completed in the next few months. Then we're going to be seeing widening of 441 through Putnam County on north. All of that affects transportation through middle Georgia. The fall line freeway, of course, has really come a long way, and it's really made a difference in our exposure to possibly factories or manufacturing or transportation of goods through our area, which makes us more lucrative to industry, knowing we have four-lane transportation or highways out of Milledgeville and Baldwin County. As I came from Atlanta today, I came on down 75 into Macon, and the I-16 interchange there, I don't know how many of your listeners have been through there, but that's happened none too soon. They're building new bridges and new roads across the river there, so that's going to hopefully free up some of the congestion there in Bibb County. Just as we close, are there any issues that you would like to hear from your constituents about? Any um, questions that uh, you know you'll be considering under the Gold Dome, and you want to hear uh, their perspective to help you inform uh, any uh, action you might take? I do, and I'm planning on sending out a newsletter pretty soon with a survey card. You know, what are the issues impacting your life? What are the things that uh, are important to you? What are things that you think can make a difference here in our lives in Milledgeville, Baldwin County, Eatonton, Putnam County? And again, my email is rick.williams at house.ga.gov. Please feel free to um, call me, to reach out to me, to email me, uh, whether it's problems with Medicare, food stamps, other issues, health issues, insurance. I'm sitting in the people's seat, and I'm there to represent you. I'm there to help you. And may God bless America. May God bless Georgia. And Keep us all safe. And Daniel, again, thank you so much. And Representative Williams, we'll be thinking about you as uh, you make um, progress for the state of Georgia and for Baldwin County and Putnam Counties. Uh, Thank you again very much for your time, uh, just letting our audience know about some of the issues uh, you'll be facing and tackling in this 2018 legislative session. Thank you very much. And I'm sure that... uh, Even all the issues we've touched on, I've probably not touched on a lot of the issues that I don't even know are issues yet, but will be presented to us in this upcoming session. But Daniel, as always, uh, I thank you. I thank you for your time. I thank your listeners for their time and uh, look forward to speaking again to you in the future. Thank you very much. 
You just heard a conversation I conducted with State Representative Rick Williams on Friday, January 5th, the last business day before the opening of the 2018 session of the Georgia General Assembly. I want to thank you for tuning in and joining me for this legislative preview. I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. It's been my pleasure spending this portion of the evening talking government with you here on Milledgeville Matters.